Good evening, Patriots. And it's still Friday. And it's still the 21st of January. And it's still the year 2022. So if you've been using that black cube thing that the elites are supposed to have, trying to time warp, but got news for you, it failed. You're still here. That's it. Isn't that crazy? All right, Patriots. Quick call out for Bard's special people that help make this show possible. And that is MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. And our Bard's Nation landing page is MyPillow.com forward slash Bard's. But right now, some of the best specials are on MyPillow.com. On, and you scroll down that page and you hit the radio listeners box, which is fantastic. And you find all sorts of amazing deals that are going on right now. I mean, like serious. 50% off on sleepwear for men and women. You've got 50% off on towels and bath sheets and hand towels and washcloths and 50% off on comforters. Those comforters rock so much. I'm telling you, I love it. I have mine. I'm absolutely love it to death. So anyway, check out MyPillow.com. Scroll on down to the front on the front page to the radio listeners box for the great specials or just head on over to bards fm page which is or the radio listen i can't even speak mypillow.com forward slash bards page use your promo code bards b-a-r-d-s get all sorts of fantastic specials and savings and then you can also use that on the my store site and on the frank speech site it's crazy good fantastic and of course we know that the banks are deplatforming they are deplatforming Mike Lindell, so we're going to support him. And I'm going to—I think he needs to start a Hawala or something. He needs to start his own bank. That's what we need. We need a My Pillow Bank, anyway. All right, Patriots. Also, thefoundersbible.com. Thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code Bards there as well for twenty percent off on those Bibles. It's an NASB 1995 edition. They're fantastic. It's a integration of our founding fathers writings with the word of God. And it's such an amazing read to go through that. It's so well done. You, we've had Brad Cummings on a good friend of mine who is the general editor. And it's such an amazing read when you go through and see God's word and how our founding fathers were literally using scripture as a living language. So check that out. My founders are the founders and use your promo code Bards, B A R D S. Finally, expedition coffee, X P E D expedition coffee.com. That's the coffee, the official coffee of Bards Nation. Fantastic coffee, full of energy and life, giving you mental focus for the whole day. And you'll also find on that page a whole ecosystem of products that work together, starting with the coffee, which is Expedition Coffee. Got the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut syndrome is one of the primary causes of illness, and that's what we're trying to cure. And then you have... The Immune XP, which is an immune booster with high levels of vitamin C built around pine cone extract. And you have Pure 47, one of the best silver extracts on the market. It's a nano-level, nano-sized silver extract. Fantastic. You can isolate the path pathogens in your body, all of them, including HIV and those nasty SARS-CoV viruses that are being launched against us in this bio-war. And finally, you have Earth, which is a full body nutrient booster, one scoop, drink it all day, fantastic stuff. Anyway, you'll love it. Check it all out. It's all designed to give us back our health sovereignty, keep us healthy and strong, our immune system boosted to the max, and keep us away from the devil's lair, known as pharmaceutical companies and their dependence on those products. So we want to avoid that at all costs. 
Okay. So, you know, I just, I was really inspired today, which I would think that's a lot of what the last show was about. Because I, I just, I had this fantastic drive today up looking at some property. And it's um, in a part of my county, like I said earlier, that I hadn't been, I really haven't been there that much. It just happens to be out of a small town that in a place that I don't normally go, it goes to a lot of the same forest and openness that I, I go to. But what just was so encouraging was going up there and seeing a different, a more normal way of life. People are still growing their own, growing their own food. They're raising their own animals. And these aren't massive farms. Some of these are five, 10 acres. Some of these are 80 acres. And it's part of that root of who we really are. I think we really need to get back to a primary part of our days has to be back to letting go of this nonsense and fear that's being inculcated in our lives. And they're doing it to us even now. I mean, when we think of when we think of prepping, for example, we don't think of prepping as the positive side. We always think of prepping in the doomsday side. What's going to happen when the world collapses? Well, I've got rice and beans. And we know that's not really very realistic. Instead of realizing that what God is telling us to do is have provisions to be able to have for yourself and share with your neighbors. That's that's God's vision. And it doesn't matter what the cause and effect is. We just need to be strong in our provisions. And as we do that, and as we go through that process to have those provisions, we're empowering ourselves with the excellence that God gives us, not with the negativity. Let me read uh, Philippians, Philippians 4, starting with 1. Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, may joy and crown, my joy and crown, in this way stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. And I'm going to jump down to 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is such an incredible statement. We're dealing right now with a war against our minds. We are dealing right now with a war that's trying to take over the way we perceive the world based on our fears, anxieties, hatred, anger, all those things that they can manipulate. And they're working overtime. Circle back Jenny Psaki. I mean, like, look at her. She's got to be like the inculcation of dirtbaggery, seriously, right? If we don't take time to laugh at these people and laugh at some of the comic things of what they're doing from the strength of what the Lord gives us, then we're being sucked into their world. But that phrase again, which is Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. That means as we're walking in this world, all the things that they're doing, including this doggone injection, they are all designed to disrupt that peace we have in God. And peace is so much more than just like I'm calmly sitting with God. Peace is that reverence. That peace is that beautiful space of walking in God's love. 
and having the confidence and trust in God that nothing that goes on is not by his intention. I think this is one of the biggest things that we tend to forget is when we're going through life, we get swept up in the, the nonsense of the day, and it's pretty petty. We have to maximize what time we have here. We do not know how long we have. That's the one thing. We're brought into this world. Our life can be minutes or our life can be years. But one thing every one of us does not know is when that terminal point is. So I may have told you the story before, and if I did, I'm just going to repeat it again because it's relevant. And this was a car accident I was in in 2001. And it was when I was rear-ended by a Mack truck doing 50 miles an hour, and I was in stopped in traffic, and it turned a Ford van into a Pinto, literally. I was left with 90% soft tissue injury on my body and a severe closed head injury, which took me about three years of therapy to get over. Okay. But here's the point. When, I, when that impact happened, I thought I was dead. And I went completely black. Everything went black. I just, it just went totally gone. And I remember the last thoughts that I had before I woke up. And it was this. Because I had just left a friend's house. And we had had a stupid argument over something. And the last thoughts that I had were how unfortunate and how sad that the last memories that we have of one another is that of dispute and anger. We don't know our time here. And today as I'm driving out in, into this really beautiful countryside, the skies are incredible. It's a particular place where in Oregon, where I live, there's a lot of hills and so forth. So it's not always, the sky is not only wide open, but this particular place, the hills are there, but the sky feels massive. And it was a beautiful day of clouds and light blue sky, cool, typical, gorgeous Oregon day. It just, it's just rained recently, very lush and green. The, the, there's a small river right nearby that's running full. The, the birds are flowing. There was a red tail hawk that followed me as I came in. It was beautiful. Actually led me as I came in, which was even more interesting. Just stunning views. And that's, that's God speaking right there. It's just tremendous amount of energy of the beauty and the balance that he has in this world. There was, there was no muckery of DC. There was no muckery of the injection. There was no muckery of the stupidity of the mask. All these people out here just live normal lives. It's like you step through a a barrier and leave the crap behind you and step into beauty. And that's what I think our biggest challenge is, is letting go of this weight that every single day they're trying to throw another shackle around us. It's like, and it's like you've probably seen these demonic films where you're, you see people walking across like a pond or they're walking through a, a plank of some fashion. You see all these hands reaching out from like graves or from darkness trying to grab people's ankles. That's what our world is right now. And the problem is that we keep worrying about the hands trying to grab our ankles instead of focusing on the reverence of God, which makes the hands impossible to reach us. But we keep getting distracted. It's like the shiny silver object. We're like, oh, look, look down at my knees. And the minute we look down and the minute we start paying attention to those hands, they start getting a grip. And then we're throwing our eyes back up at God and we're like, whoa, Lord, what, what, what's going on here? It's our own doing. 
and it's, it's totally our own doing. If we're keeping our heart and our focus on the peace of God, this whole thing, it's like we're going to cut through a massive path out here. I'm not telling you this is easy. I'm telling you it's a must, though. And I'm saying that firmly because if we aren't putting our love in God, you know, we don't have time to, we have to find time to enjoy the beauty of what's here, even in the darkness of things, because that's how we transform this world. We have to find the joy that God puts within us. And sometimes that may seem hard. But God has a purpose for all things. And sometimes that is nothing more than giving us the challenge to overcome what's before us and to find a way to find the joy and the purpose. Philippians 4, starting with 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Man, it's like Paul's here or something, like right now. It's what you feel like. This is an amazing passage to remind us of the power and the focus of where we need to be. And it's not just power. It's the key word there is focus. It is by design that they have created a world where the attention span is about three seconds now or something horrible. So figure this. When I was in Afghanistan in 2006, the videos that I was creating for online viewing were expected to be about three minutes with a maximum of five minutes, nothing more. But that's the range for what we were doing. But not much less. They didn't want it less. They wanted to right around three minutes of everything I was doing. And I say that because I was I was pushing my stuff out through a blog and I was also working submitting my stuff through Belo Corporation, which owns Dallas Morning News and a few others. A whole bunch of others. Okay? So three minutes was the target range. Just jump on TikTok today. Jump on any of those and tell me how the, what the average length is. And I'll tell you what it is up front. It's about 29 seconds. So in the span of 14 years, not even 16 years, in the span of 16 years, they have reduced the focus online from three minutes down to 29 seconds. That's a normal attention span. So the ability to get you distracted is super easy. The shiny silver object, whoop, there it goes, whoop, there it goes. And pretty soon we're off topic. And instead of focusing on God and dwelling on all these great things, like honorable, what's right, what's pure, what is lovely, what is good repute, excellence is a key word, and worthy of praise, we're dwelling instead on the muckery of headlines. Like Jen Psaki, my advice to everyone out in, the, in who's frustrated, sad, angry, pissed off, go have a margarita. We can laugh at it, but that's what we end up getting upset about. Or another after-school Satan, school, uh, Satan club that targets children ages 6 to 11. Yes, that should get us angry, but we should be returning to the excellence and glory of God to solve it. 
As we continue to be distracted, they continue to get an anchor and move forward. We have to stop this. And we have to find those places where we can bring the reverence of God into this world. Not easy. Not even suggesting it's easy, but it's a commitment and a focus we have because I truly believe that when we make the intent and we tell God this is our intent and it's in alignment with God, it will begin to happen in powerful ways. You know, what? I don't know how many of you have done this. I would just encourage it and, and just saying, like, when we're going to go meet with a friend or you're going to go meet, have a walk in town or going to go shopping or just going to go to work or whatever, how many times do you ask, like, Jesus, be with me in such a way that when I walk, they feel your light. They feel your love. I will guarantee that it works. You're going to find people different around you in a good way because Christ heals. And that's part of seeking that excellence in life. And as we do, we start to connect, not us, we're simply the vehicle in which God is working through us to connect. But we have to seek it because right now this world is really designed to crush us make us fearful, make us feel like there's no possible way out. This whole thing with the satellite internet and new system that Elon Musk is putting up, his whole network of space-based 5G is basically what it is, marrying that with ground-based 5G weapon systems put up by AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile. There's a big war going on for the dominance of the space, and none of it is designed for human beings. All of it is designed for transhumans, and they want you to feel it's impossible. They want you to get this sense completely. It's like there's no possible way we can overcome this. There is every possible way we can overcome this. And the first action on that level is three letters, G-O-D. Because if God sweeps his hand, all this stuff falls out of the sky, literally. They've got nothing. They play, they, they're playing with mechanical toys that are almost mockery to God's power. Not almost, it is. So we can't get sucked into them telling us what our future is and what it is because we know in walking with God it is a completely different world. That's been kind of my theme all week, which is it's not a binary world. It's an infinite world. That's God's world. Their world is binary. Their world is Satan or other. Their world is love or hate. Their world is angry or pacified. Their world is not, and and they always put these two together, love and hate. And you'll hear them talk about this. There's a fine line between love and hate. No, there isn't. That's complete nonsense. I would replace love and I would say there's a fine line between sex and hate, and that's probably more accurate. But it's not love and hate. Love is of that deep sense, that resonant sense that comes with our intimate relationship through Christ and, and through Father. And in that beautiful place there, it's an unlimited space. I'm out there today looking at this, just enjoying the whole drive, enjoying the, the walks that I had outside in this open sky. And, and it was, as I'm looking at this, I'm, on the back of my thoughts, I'm like, okay, define this in a one and a zero. Define this in binary, and the answer is you can't. 
You can image it. I can take a picture with my cell phone. I can take a picture with a camera. I can replicate it in an image that's done with ones and zeros, but I can't recreate the essence of it all through a one and a zero. That's the key piece. It's not there. There's no breathing life in it. And we need to be reminded about that. We need to constantly keep our anchor into this beautiful world that God has created, not this disaster that man is trying to push forward. And they are pushing it forward. They hate this world. They want it for them. They want us to be their slaves. They can't, you can't ever have a slave if you're defiant. There's a martial art in Brazil. It's called capoeira. Capoeira. I don't say it exactly right, but that's, it's, in, it's a Portuguese name. And why I bring this up is this is a, an art that is primarily a lot of this fighting is done with people standing on their doing handstands and fighting with their feet. Sounds strange, but there's a reason. There's a whole history behind it. It's actually a very amazing art to watch. People, and that's from the combat point, but people who do capoeira, it's unbelievable acrobatic skills and agility. And everything is working off of this kind of springing from hands using the feet as the fighting tool as if inverting yourself so the feet are in the air. It came from slaves that were shackled that didn't have their hands that had had their hands shackled but didn't have but had their feet free and it what it represents always is this indomitable spirit it's like okay so you shackle my hands watch how i fight now with my feet it's a great metaphor because they're trying to do this right now and in doing this right now they're trying to tell everybody you're shackled you can't move we have, the, we have the matrix. We have the grid. We have to keep our eye on it. We have to keep looking at it. We have to be aware of what they're doing, but we can't let them penetrate into our heart. That's when we, they begin to, when they take a foothold in our heart, they're separating us from God. So imagine if, if, if you had a conversation with God. And I, I think this is a good thing to think about. And God says to you, all right, here's the deal. I can't tell you, and I'm not going to tell you how long you have on earth. But what I am going to tell you is how you live and what's in your heart is going to define the way you are for infinity. And you're going to come live with me. But what you do in this life, how you see your life, whether you let me in to share your joy fully or whether you want to walk alone, that's up to you. And you're going to end up joining me in the kingdom. But what you leave this life with is what's going to define you infinitely. So your choices become this. You can walk alone. You can carry the burdens of this Luciferian hell on your heart. Or you can bury yourself with God and let God guide you and grow you and mature you through the rest of the time here. I choose that one, by the way. And so when I stand before God, the way I visualize it is like everything that was about me and self is going to get burned, gone. That'll be part of my judgment. And what's left that I have lived through the light of God and through the light of Christ is what's going to live on. That's 
pretty interesting idea because if I've lived my whole life consuming and greed-filled and so forth, it's not going to be much left after that. It's going to be like, well, one little time when I was three years old, I was good to Susie. Does that count? It's like, yeah, that's the only thing you got. The rest of it, I'm burning. That kind of suck, wouldn't it? But when we stand before God and we have been walking with him, pursuing him, doing the things that even at times seem absolutely upside down. It's like, God, I don't, I don't have a lot of money, but you want me to give. Yes, give. Okay. God, what, what sh- everything we're doing, we're trying to build out the kingdom. We're trying to build through the excellence and love in him. We're trying to find those things of purity and love and good repute. We're trying to achieve the excellence. And when we're literally, as Paul says, dwelling on these things, living these things, we're pursuing God in an intimate way. I mean, I I would like to think that there's a point in my life where God's going to be like, okay, you see this period in your life? It's like, yeah, it was kind of bad. He's like, okay, I'm going to burn it. I'm like, please. (laughs) just dump it I'm good let her go because from here point forward I'm excited because I've got I've had you in my heart and oh yeah I know I was I was not so cool back then but God I've got you in my heart now and he's gonna be like yeah you're not doing too bad I think we'll keep all this it's like cool that's the best part of me because it's you Lord And when we're pursuing things that way in such a glorious way and we're walking in this world that way, man, Christ is working through us and we're literally changing the world with every step because we're proclaiming every step as the, as the Lord's. We are achieving dominion over that with the love of God. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I have this vision. It's like, all right, we're going to run B-dads up and down the coast and we're going to walk every inch of the this continent and every step we take, it's going to be proclaimed for the Lord and all the evil is going to be cast aside. That's going to be pretty cool. We'll like push it all into one big hub. It'll be New York and let it all mound up and we'll say, okay, God, all yours to take out now. Take the garbage out, please. So that's, this is the joy and we need to have some moments of joy. I, Okay, it's fully transparent. Today I'm driving along, and I am having a conversation with God today, a rather open one, and I ran, I see these people with masks driving, and I'm like, Lord, they're so stupid. And I do hear this. He's like, um, patience, my son. And I'm like, okay, they're still stupid, God. And I, and I start laughing. I mean seriously laughing. I am laughing so hard in the car, in my Jeep as I'm driving. And this amount of... This amount of joy that I can feel God sharing. I think I made God laugh today. And I'm good with that. <laughs> I think he had to kind of acknowledge it. Because it really got kind of accelerated when I said, um, God, I, <laughs> I'm, this is what got me laughing. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll be patient. But you can't deny. And I said this. I said, you can't deny that these people are using this beautiful brain you gave them for a butt pillow. And that's when I started laughing. And I laughed so doggone hard. And I, I think God actually laughed. I think he was laughing with me. He's like, almost like, uh-huh, I know. Isn't this crazy? I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, how can you create these beautiful creatures? 
and they walk around and the only thing they do is they stuff their brain in their back pocket. I mean, how does that happen? And I, <laughs> I'm not sure he knows, but this is the other part of that joy is that as we have that joy and we can laugh, we also hear the greater part of that, which is this is why you're here. This is the beautiful place of why you're here because they're children, you're, we're all children, but you're, you're, you've taken the gift of eyes to see. So now let's be patient with them. And that's, I, I'm not kidding. When I hear that, I'm kind of rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh, here we go. And it's like, God, I know you're right, but bear with me because we have dealt with a whole bunch of stupid the last 18 months. And then you hear the words again. Yes, my son, but have grace. And that's the beautiful part. We can have joy. We can have laughter. We can engage with God and we can make jokes that maybe he doesn't laugh at, but we sure can. <laughs> I don't know if he always laughs, but I do. <clears throat> I'm like, hey, look, man, that's me. You made me. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. More like this. <sighs> yes, I know. That's more the response. <laughs> Can't help it. Can't help it. Gave me three and a half years in Afghanistan. I saw stupid. Then I came home and I saw double stupid. And I went, what happened? <laughs> I can't believe what I'm looking at here. But the beauty is with all that joy and putting our heart in the right place, in the place of excellence and watching how God works and bringing his grace into the world and his glory and his might. I mean, this is we can be the David's. You know, the thing is, the glorious story about David standing before Goliath is that he's not angry. Think about that. I mean, he, he doesn't go out like, you, you, buddy, you defiled my God, and I'm going to whoop you. That's not what he says. He's like, hey, dude, um, you defiled my God, and I've got news for you. I'm going to fix it. We're done with this. And this is the line you aren't going to cross. Uh, this is the, I'm part of the Lord's army. This is the Lord's war. And I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to feed it to the birds. Cool. You good with that? I mean, he's just purely functionally level and pure in his statement. No angst, no anger, no anxiety because it's coming from God. It's straight truth. But with it, there's this, you can almost feel it when you read it. There's an elation with this because he knows this is pure evil. He knows this evil's going down. He has no hesitation in his heart. He has there's no doubt in him whatsoever. There's no anxiety. He's focused purely on you're the problem. You're evil. You've been trying to defile God's name and you're trying to screw up Israel. Got news for you. You're losing your head today. And by the way, it is going to get fed to the birds. And even though he <laughs> even though he slings that rock and puts it right between the eyes and drops the giant he fulfills his promise even though the giant's dead. He goes over and still cuts off his head. It's like, okay, just want to make clear, everybody, I made a promise and I fulfilled it and God's okay with it. Check this out. This big dude's head is gone. And they all ran. I mean, that's, that's brutal. And you may not find the humor I do because I do find it because it's just like in your face watch this, God's moving, and I'm fearless in the midst of this. You think I'm some skinny little kid, I got news for you. You just got your tail kicked 
by a sheep herder. How's that feel? I, by a shepherd. How's that feel? This is truly how we have to carry ourselves, in my opinion. Because when we walk into the world with that sort of courage and that sort of commitment and focus, trust me, you don't have to speak it. You know, the, the worst person on the, in, a, in a fight, the, the weakest person in the fight is the one that's running his mouth the most. Okay, that person that's out here like, hey, buddy, you do that again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whoop you. You come near me, I'm going to show you. It's like, okay, whatever. The guy to watch out for is the one that's saying nothing and watching silently and is calm. That's the one to watch out for. So when we're dealing with people, and you have seen many great examples of patriots standing up to school board members, many great examples of patriots standing up in this time and being vocal, and it's God moving. It's God showing fearlessness because you're not going to intimidate me. You're not going to get me upset. You're not going to ruffle my feathers. I'm just going to lay it out the way it is. If you do this, this, and this, this are the consequences. But I'm not even going to give you that opportunity because I'm going to take that opportunity away from you now because this is how we're going to intercede. And by the way, this is God's war. And I'm a soldier in his army. And if you didn't read Goliath, you might want to. That's walking and thinking in the world of excellence of God. And that's keeping the focus, as Paul said, on whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. And there is, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. It doesn't say become a cockroach and roll over on your back. It doesn't say be a doormat. It doesn't say be so compliant that you give away everything you stand for. It's all the contrary to that. It's being strong and firm with resolve, but without the anger and the frustration and hatred that they want to bring out in our hearts. And they do a great job of trying. This injection is one of those things that is really miserable to deal with because we're seeing family members, we're seeing the damage, And we're feeling the pain of that from the children to the young adults to our grandparents. And we know it. And we know that we have to have a level of grace and temperance right now that is what most of us never thought would be demanded upon us. And so in that intimate place of talking to God, it is important to be honest and this is where God heals the most. Because yes, he reads our heart. Yes, he can read all that's in our heart. But that's not really the game. Here's what's real. We have to be willing to tell God the truth of our heart. To share it truthfully. Because then we're not masking and he's not having to pry in. We're before him with true honesty and transparency. God works in a perfect world. There's no falsity there. And how do we get there? We get there through Christ Jesus. And that relationship, that beautiful conversation that we're having is an honest conversation. If you hurt, let them know. If it's burdensome, let them know. But that way you can let it go. And in letting go, 
we can return to those beautiful things that we're intended to focus on. To give supplication and thanksgiving for all that we have. Because we do have a lot. We forget it sometimes, but we have a lot. And most importantly, what we have now is a life here. Even though we're not of this world, we have a life here that's intended to give us the richness and the fabric that God needs to mature us. Patriots, we're of God. We're his children. And we're unique in the universe because of it. And we've been told time and again, John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. That doesn't say you're going to be some mealy kid on the block. That's meaning that God has trust in us to raise us up. He sees that beauty in us and knows what he's put in us to be greater in works than Christ did. Imagine that. That's the intensity, the greatness, the amazing part of who we are as God's children that we just don't focus on enough. And it's not arrogant to focus on it. It's something to celebrate and to seek and pursue to be as Christ and greater. Christ healed so many. And I know that we can do the same if we walk in that place. Forget med beds. Try salvation. It works a whole lot better. And try for repentance. Because that's where we get the home run. It's saving the souls. We're truly a blessed people. We are a blessed children of God. And however bad things get, crazy things get, however frustrated you get, however much nonsense you have to deal with, just don't ever forget to take a step back and take a knee and have a conversation with Christ. Let Jesus know. Let Jesus know how you feel and let Jesus know how much you love him. And let God know how much you love him. Because in the end of the day, it is love. And that's how we win this. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, In these times which there is so much noise and confusion, we just pray for the wisdom that's been passed on to us by Paul to focus on the excellence, to focus on a harmony with you, Lord, to keep our thoughts on the peace and reminding ourselves of all those things which surpass comprehension and guard our hearts and our minds with the love in Christ Jesus. Lord, it's so easy to get pulled off the trail and it's with those that are masterful at doing it, mind you. And we know that we're still yet children in this world, but the wisdom that you provide for us is this there. And if we can find that way, Lord, to constantly shred back the shells in our heart and open our eyes and drop the scales to literally step into that place of wisdom, that's what we pray for. That's what we need, Lord. So, Lord, we just ask that you help us find that path. Let Christ guide us there in such a way that we can truly walk as he in this world. 
to push ourselves to a level of excellence that is even uncomfortable, to take us out of that comfort zone and that routine and that sort of formation that we've had in this life of what we think it is to be with Christ and instead push us into that place of intimacy with Christ that pushes the boundaries and barriers of things that we're comfortable with to learn and to expand and to grow into the true sense of agape love. We need to be reformed, and we know that. And it's that process of being reforged, Lord, that you know and why we are here to make us stronger. And so we ask in the words of send me to literally bring that to us. Let it happen. Let it be made more and more so that we can be up stronger in this world and to continue to lead the many from the darkness into the light. Let us be those lamps on the hill and the salt of the earth. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A beautiful, beautiful time. And God is living and breathing in such a powerful way in this world. Christ is with us in every step. You can't get much better than that. You really can't. So I hope everybody has a conversation with Jesus tonight. Just to sit down and invite him to a cup of tea. Pour yourself a cup of coffee if you want to stay up late. If you're waiting to stay to after hours music, you might want to pour a cup of coffee. Otherwise, pour yourself a cup of chamomile tea. Sit down and have an amazing conversation. We need to build that love and intimacy. And when we do, we're starting to really shake the world. And it's a beautiful place to be. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers are just need to be laser focused on trying to cut through any of the garbage that's hanging on and push through into that beautiful space of love as Christ walked and as we want to join. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And it's just such an amazing consideration that we're here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this, because God chose us to be here. He's going to win, and we're going to be right there with him. I'll see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now.
sits down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow, oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Thank、you.